Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and people in attendance at home, from parts unknown, here are your hosts, Jason Turtleneck Hilton and legendary luchador, Gringo Fantastico. It is now time for Headlines, Headlocks, and Hijinks. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 27 of Headlines, Headlocks, and Hijinks. I am Jason the Turtleneck Hilton with... Legendary Luchador, and really fucking happy to be here doing this podcast, (laughs) Gringo Fantastico. Who also has a watch-along tomorrow. I do have a watch-along tomorrow. Uh, If you have trauma now, watch episode four. We're going to do it. It's like a weird, fun collaboration we're doing with the... uh, um, Flat, I think that the Flatbush Foot Brigade, they do brigade, they do like Friday nights. It's like, it's on Twitter, they're at FFB Movie Night. And you can like join up with them. And so we're going to do a big collaboration with their watch community because they do Friday night watch alongs a lot. So it's going to be a big collaboration. I'm very excited about it. I think it's going to be, it's going to be a fucking blast. So, so join us for that. It'll be great. 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. 6 p.m. I can't fucking talk about it. 6 p.m. <laughs> Pacific time. And like, I think Nine. like seven in the mountains. And <laughs> I don't know. Texas time is like two hours behind that, I think. So I, I don't fucking know. Like anyway. Nine o'clock if you're near the Atlantic. <laughs> yeah. If you're in California, six. If you're in England, it's six, six hours ahead. Like when you live in England. So it's at nine. It's like three in the morning there or something. So there you go. So if you're in the UK and you have Troma now at 3 a.m., you can do the watch along. If you do the watch along at 3 a.m., I I feel bad for you that you had to stay up so late. But yeah, so Soul Splitting for Dummies, episode four of Fantastico Disaster Peace Theater. Use the hashtag um, Fantastico on Troma and the hashtag FFB Movie Night. And then make sure to tag me in it, too, so that I can see all everybody's posts. That way I can make sure to respond because I don't always see the hashtags. They don't pop up in my feed enough. Um, so there you go. So I'm looking forward to it. Well, I don't know if this guy is going to be watching, but I know he'll be awake because it's 3 a.m. Rick Flair. <laughs> Why will Rick Flair be at 3 a.m. be awake? I just picture his body doesn't know to go to sleep because you know he just <laughs> naturally stayed awake his whole life and partied. He's he's so. He's such a senior citizen, old senior citizen now. Like, you know how some of them get up at like 5 a.m.? Yes. Rick just gets up at 3. You know? <laughs> I, and I picture him getting out of bed going, his alarm goes off and he goes, woo! And he like he jumps out of bed and starts elbow dropping his bed and all this other crazy shit because of Ric Flair. So That'd I just fun. bring up Ric Flair because breaking that I didn't have time to put on our format, per All Elite Wrestling, so straight from the horse's mouth, Wrestling legend Ric Flair signs multi-year deal with AEW, which means, God damn it, he's going to wrestle, isn't he? Uh, you know, he'll probably wrestle. I, we talked about this before. He's probably going to end up wrestling Sting, and he's going to be Sting's retirement match, which should be Ric Flair's 15th retirement match. Ric Flair is getting up there with, like, Kiss on how many retirement tours he's having. Yeah, totally. Uh, God. <laughs> Good for him, I guess, but he's gonna he's gonna die in the ring. Those divorce alimonies don't pay for themselves. That's what I'm <laughs> saying. Maybe t- maybe Tony offered to pay all of his back 
his back divorce alimonies if he joined. Maybe that's what happened. He's like, oh, I'll take care of these with you for you forever if you sign with us and not sign with WWE. And he's like, WWE didn't call me anyway. So sure. Right. Like, and my son-in-law just promised to get me a better rate. Right. <laughs> so whatever. Good for Rick, I guess. It's awesome. I mean, Ric Flair's a huge name. I mean, the question still remains, was this always supposed to happen, or did Rick book himself into this by saying the whole, I'm going to be with you for the whole ride, Stinger? I Maybe. I don't know. Wouldn't surprise me. Would it surprise you? No. Yeah. I, I would love the footage of Tony Khan going, uh, I'm so, wait, what? He, he's like 100000 a day. How? What? <laughs> <laughs> And Tony's like, oh yeah, my bank account. We can we can make that happen. Right. Like I can't afford final countdown every time, but maybe I can swing Ric Flair a few more. <laughs> oh shit. So yeah, fun. Well, so some what, more yeah, what some happened? more fun news. Ronda Rousey returned to the ring at Lucha Vava Voom. First off, what the fuck is Lucha Vavavu? I'm a luchador and I should know this shit, but I don't know Lucha Vavavu. I am so glad you asked. So on WrestleView, Ronda Rousey teamed up with Marina Shafir to take on Taya Valkyrie and Brian Kendrick, a team you never knew you were going to get. No. And Rousey was quoted, Lucha Vavavu. No, Lucha Vavavu, just one va. It's not... Ah. It's not Vavavoom. Right. It's just Vavoom. Lucha Vavoom was honestly the best Lucha slash burlesque hybrid show I've ever had the pleasure of jumping into unannounced. That's fucking weird. Okay. Sure. I'm also picturing it's the only Lucha burlesque hybrid show. (laughs) Like, not that she's been to just at all. Just in, in the world. That's new. Yeah, I didn't know that existed. Whatever. Never floats your boat. Ronda. Right, like whatever makes you happy. Just I didn't know this was a thing we all wanted or needed in our lives. Yeah, yeah right, right up there with the lingerie football league. Just going, okay, but why? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Yeah, know. Summer Ray was in that. Was she? She was. Oh, I don't the remember lingerie what team. football league. Yes, I didn't know that. I think her father was in the NFL, if I'm not mistaken. Or someone in her family was. Okay. I don't know. She was an athlete. Why not? <laughs> I'm going to try to put this back on now. Hold on. Alrighty. This pause is Luchadors getting dressed. Which is interesting, because in Lucha Vavum, apparently Luchadors get undressed. <laughs> <laughs> I just caught the end of that. I'm like, what? Well, I was saying the pause in the programming is a luchador getting dressed, which is interesting because we just got done talking about luchadors apparently undressed. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. Uh, so I'm thinking there was like some other big announcement this week that I read about. Uh, the last notable thing I had was John Moxley has ideas on what to do about concussions in wrestling. Yeah, but I don't. I think John Moxley's the last person we should be talking to about that shit, considering well, how much crazy shit he does. It's amazing because, man, your ideas on concussions 
spot on great would have loved if you said hey maybe we should be a little safer i i did notice that didn't come up yeah but I, he did say like he was just like i like to do all this crazy stuff and it's like okay so like all the blading you do like you know hepatitis is a thing like and it's no be, joke you need to be careful like about what you're doing you know and if, even if like protecting yourself protecting others around you because you don't know your motherfucker was in CZW. Who fucking knows what he picked up? Oh my god, that's what happened with um Abdullah the Butcher and that fucking moron. Oh, that Hannibal blood hunter, whatever his name is, Hannibal the douchebag. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, the one where like, if you're if you're booked on a show and next to you it says versus Hannibal, yeah, just leave. Yeah, just don't do that. Like, even if you can kick his ass, it's just not worth it. And that's the thing, like. You know, he with that whole thing, like, because didn't he ask Abby for the blade? Because he did, he asked Abby to blade him because he didn't want to blade himself. I don't know what the full story is, but he definitely had Abby do it. I think yeah. it was one of those he was trying to paint it as it's an honor for Abdullah the Butcher to do it. Yeah. Which, cool, but at the same time, what are you doing? Yeah, because I, I think, uh, like, Abby actually said that he was just like, you know, he, he motherfucker asked me to do it. Like he he didn't want to do it himself, so he told me to do it, and he's like, okay, and he's like, I did it. I and he goes, I had my own shit. He's like, I I didn't know. Like he's like, maybe I got the hepatitis from you, right? And he's like, because I didn't know I had it, you know. And he didn't know, so how the fuck would he know, you know? And that fucking blading mud show bullshit has been like, what what do you expect was gonna happen? It's fucking dirty, like it's dirty wrestling, and it's and it's not like dirty, like as in like. Ooh, naked chick dirty, or in like it's fucking stupid. It's just it's dirty because there's like fucking you know, there's fucking like, blood and you know, all it yeah. Like how often that? do you think that mat is actually clean between shows? <laughs> I, I'm gonna go with none if maybe some spots. Yeah. I've known one promoter who wiped down the mats afterwards. Only one. And that was just because he he was actually kind of a clean, like, because he would bleed on the ring. And he's like, okay, well, I'm going to go ahead and clean up my mess so that no one else has to lay in my shit. And that's what he would do. And, like, after his matches, before the next match, he'd have someone come in and scrub it down. And, you know, it's like, okay, <laughs> good for good, you, bro. Good for him. Yeah. And uh, so. Now, I'm not saying we have to go WWE and change the mat every two matches. That's. That's yeah. a bit excessive for anybody. Yeah. So plus putting those things in a washing machine is just a bitch. Yeah. Um. So, uh, that's I don't know. So but that was Mox all the noteworthy. You know what? As I hear myself say, that's all the news we had. Good for all you people in the wrestling community. No one got into a car accident and brandished a weapon. Yeah. No one had accusers come out and have payoffs to them there was no backstage altercations at aew no one bit anybody yeah yeah good for you guys for for taking a step up and being mature for you know and not being sophomoric right like weeks since last incident one good for us (laughs) (laughs) it's nice to see that everyone can get along for a change or at least everyone stayed away from each other Like, you know what? You did it. Good for you guys. 
you know, so you know, it's like it's you know whatever like good yeah you guys didn't get into it for once and you didn't like nobody took their ball and went home that's good so good for you guys well speaking of going home let's hope everyone gets to go home after crown jewel on saturday because that's <laughs> not guaranteed every time apparently god I, I know why they're going to saudi because it's the, the check is fat right like as as uh Fucking Gabriel Iglesias would say that Jack was fat. Like, you know, when he went to Saudi Arabia. So I get it. Like, they had a billion dollar deal with him. Who's going to be like, oh, no, we're not going to take your billion dollars for us to fly over there and do like three shows a year or two shows a year? Like, of course, we're going to take that billion dollars. Right. Like, I'm going to take it happily. And speaking of. And I'll do all the song and dances you want. Yeah, and Crown Jewel, man, that's a that's an interesting card lineup. Yeah, we have John Cena versus Solo Sokoa, and apparently, according to John Cena, if he loses this match, the fans will just hate him. They'll hate him, or they'll hate Solo. Well, both. on on SmackDown, John Cena does this weird promo where he's saying he's afraid he's going to lose the support of the fans. Like, no, you're not. <laughs> like even if you lose no you're not you lose all the time and no one fucking wait waivers from you i mean plus i was there at SummerSlam for john cena versus chris jericho trust me we hated you more before <laughs> like, we really hated you for a long time like now you're good i promise yeah you're yeah you're fine like that was that was your the, the low point of your hatred like <laughs> the high point of everyone hating you like now everyone's just like oh it's, we like john cena he doesn't there very often if he loses oh that's okay right like got to see john cena i was even at one night stand where they had the sign of cena wins we riot yeah and i can tell you there was chatter of it happening oh shit yeah that's probably why they probably that yeah, maybe they called an audible if they heard that in the crowd and someone's like, uh, guys, they might actually riot. And so, like, like Vince Like, if you audible. watch, when, when Cena takes his shirt off and he throws it to the crowd, not only do they throw it back, one dude spits on it several times, then throws it back. And if I'm not mistaken, that's the guy who misses and just nails some dude in the front row. <laughs> <laughs> the guy's like, why do I have spit on me? Right, like... <laughs> Ew, speaking I of was on your side, asshole. Speaking of hepatitis. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I have uh I have Cena going over because why not? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, why not? Solo is no longer like an unbeatable beast anymore. He's been beaten several times. And Saudi's oh. gonna want love to see Cena go over. Right. And plus it's one o'clock in the afternoon. Um saturday so yeah the and that's the thing like which is also weird because you'd think that the saudis mr like usa fucking hustle loyalty respect you think that the saudis would be like eh, i see the guy that samoan go over you know but no they love they fucking you know that's a, that's a weird thing it's like they get painted in a really bad way over there, like how they hate America. They don't hate America over there. They, you know, if they hated America, they wouldn't want WWE to be there. They wouldn't want fucking like all these stand -up, American stand-up comedians to come over. They wouldn't want that. So the picture that they gets painted on Fox News about these people is fucking terrible. 
It's really not true. They have their own ways of doing things, and we don't agree with it as a country, which is why Fox News gives them shit. But it's like they don't hate us. Like we're we're very egotistical as a as a country to think that everybody cares that much about us to hate us that much. You know what that I mean? might be one of the best ways to put it. Is like, no, no, they they don't hate you. They don't care. There's a yeah. huge difference. They just want to be entertained. They don't give a fuck. You know. <laughs> I'm going to use that. At some point, I'm going to hear someone, this person hates me. Like, no, they're apathetic to your existence. There's a huge difference. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I thought people hated me in the past, but really, they just didn't give a shit either way. And it's like, as soon as I realized that, I was much happier. I am going to, you know what, somehow, I am going to make a website and sell greeting cards, and one of them is going to say, I'm apathetic to your existence. (laughs) (laughs) Someone said that to me. I'm mean, like, that's that's actually good. That's nice to know because now I don't have to stress about it. Right. And next up we have Ophidian got me again hooked on got me hooked on this. Shit. Yep. Uh next up we have Cody. All the American flags and dresses just like Homelander, I guess doesn't realize he's the bad guy Rhodes against Damian Priest. <laughs> yeah. I would love to see Cody Rhodes and Damian Priest fight in Puerto Rico. Cody right, we got out of Priest the against place. Bad Bunny in Puerto Rico. That's yeah. interesting. Just thinking about it, because Dutch Mantel spent a lot of time in Puerto Rico and he tells all these stories. Do you think they did that so the fans would be more accepting of letting Damian Priest live when they went into the crowd? Oh, I'm sure. Because, you know, they would have never, like, that's the thing, like, because they're still pretty crazy over in Puerto Rico. You know, wrestling fans over there are like ECW rabid. So it's like, and that's why Carlito showed up at that pay-per-view in Puerto Rico also. Because, I mean, he was already there. You know, with, you know, and... Savio Vega was there. And... Yeah, and that's probably why. Because they were just like, okay, if we let Co- like have Cody fight him or someone like that, like, they're going to fucking be really pissed when their fucking person that's from there, that's heritage is from there, gets fucking pinned. Like, that's not going to... That's going to really hurt the fucking baby face really bad. Unless the baby face is also Puerto Rican, like you said. Well, no, he was facing Bad Bunny, so they would have needed a heel. Which, like, well, they already hate this guy, and he's not Bad Bunny. Yeah. Yeah, so it made sense for them to do that. You're right, that's probably exactly why they did it. They're not stupid. They've dealt with this. WWE has been so fucking patriotic based for such a long time. They know exactly what buttons that they should push and what buttons they shouldn't push. You know, I did love on the Jim Cornette experience. Jim apparently just learned that WWE gives free tickets to veterans. Yeah. And he's like trying to find the angle on it. Just, all right, (laughs) who's it sponsored by? All right, what's the discount? Oh, it's completely free. Maybe they're just being nice. <laughs> I'll have to remember that next time a pay-per-view comes to Indianapolis. Right? Like, oh, can I get a free ticket? I'm a vet. Apparently, there's a limited amount you have to claim, but... Yeah, it's like one per veteran, but yeah, it, still, it's also you have to make sure it's not sold out. That too, yeah, exactly. Because it's like, it's, a, it's at the gate. Like, you can't just pre-order a ticket for the event as a vet it's like if there's room and they have tickets left 
I wonder if there's a limit on what seat you're allowed. Like, if you're at the ticket window when they go on sale, do you get to say, I want front row in the middle? Oh, I'm sure it's nosebleed. It's got to be nosebleed for, like, vets. Like, you know. Now, if there's a vet that's, like, really fucked up, you know, it's like they have a lot of injuries and shit, like maybe they'll be a little more inclined. And I, I would like to think that WWE would be like, Oh, there's a fucking injured vet out here that's like on one has one fucking leg and it's hard for him to get around. Maybe we're going to throw him a bone. You know what I mean? I would think that they would be good enough to do that. Now, I'm betting you get a better seat if you're in uniform. <laughs> yeah, because they love that on TV. Like if you're active duty and in uniform and you got some friends, I'll bet you get good seats. Oh fuck yeah. They love to put active duty in the front for sure. They've done it before. They've anytime I've ever seen big groups of military guys at those events, they put them in the front. Because they want that shit on TV because it looks good. Oh yeah. You know. Except for you know wartime when you have there's a lot of protesters are like, war is bad, then they don't want to do that. But actually WWE's been always very pro military and pro like servicemen and women. So they've always done that. So I don't know if we talked about WWE put out the list of like the 15 best SmackDown moments. You know what moment didn't make in the top like 10? Uh, Lillian's Gar- attack on fucking The Undertaker. Well, that certainly didn't make the top 10. I don't think it makes the top however many moments there have been. <laughs> Lillian Garcia singing the Star Spangled Banner after September 11th yeah, didn't did. make the top 10. We did. We did talk about that. Yeah, that's definitely one that should have made the top. Like, in the top five, at least, I would think. Two of them were probably Bad Bunny, weren't they? I don't remember. It was such a WWE list of, like, so much of it was the past five to ten years. Yeah, two of them were, like, Logan Paul. And, like, two of them were, you know, just stupid shit. Yeah. Like, I think they had when Arnold Schwarzenegger bitch-slapped Triple H. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. He didn't do anything, guys. Like, I no. get it was cool that Schwarzenegger was there, but he also didn't do much. <laughs> yeah, but enough to put him in the Hall of Fame. I can't remember if he was on commentary. I would have loved to have heard Schwarzenegger on commentary. Yeah, oh, God, that would have been great. Like, it would have been funny to hear Shatner on commentary when Shatner was there. Oh, my God, I'm yes. Wrong. I'd be like, I see somebody has fallen out of the ring. <laughs> that'd be great like poor michael cole or Corey graves just trying to jump in at every pause <laughs> there's someone on the uh, ropes well <laughs> dog ah, so then we got uh bianca belair versus eo sky yeah i'm not i'm at i don't care about that match at all i'm forcing myself to care and i'm gonna say eo sky wins Somehow there's fuckery with Bailey. Bianca then goes on to face Bailey, which is who she should be mad at to begin with. Right. But they've always got to have like a weird title match. Right. For no reason. Like they gotta put Bianca in the in the title match, which is fine. Whatever. Bianca's it's, great. She's a great worker. Oh, especially if they're in Knoxville. Oh yeah. Yeah, she's like, a great, she's a great fucking worker. So, so I mean. Uh, let's see. Next up, we have Rey Mysterio against Logan Paul. So, yay. Yeah, I'm going to skip that match. Who cares? Who do you think is going over, though? I think Logan Paul's going over. I think Logan Paul's going over, and he's going to drop the belt soon. 
possibly a some not SummerSlam Survivor Series because I can't picture WWE being dumb enough to have two absentee champions on one show. Yeah, I would love to see. This is what I would love to see. I think this would be awesome because we've already seen how good it can be. I would love to see fucking Logan Paul go over, get the title, as much as I hate Logan Paul, and then Carlito fucking takes the title from him. And then we get Rey Mysterio versus Carlito down the line somewhere for that title. That'd be fun. That would be a lot of fun. Or even, and, and we've seen this before, Rey Mysterio, like Santos Escobar takes it from him. And we see a fucking WrestleMania match between Rey Mysterio and Santos Escobar. Can you imagine how fucking, how dialed up to 11 that match would be? Oh, Sant- they pull out everything. We've seen Santos and NXT fucking be amazing. Like, we could see that again, and it would be fucking awesome. Or, like, you know, there's also Dragon Lee in this equation. I was going to say, during the Raw stuff I have written down, well, we know exactly who the Luchador Triple H is pushing is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he had good Luchadors, and they let him go. Well, Vince let him go. Yeah, he turned them into the Lucha House Party. Yeah. I think it was Lince. It was Lince Dorado. It was Grand, Grand Metalik. Metalik. And it was Callisto. Yeah. Ophidian and Lince came up together. Oh, really? Yeah. They're they're friends. Like he was talking, he was telling me about like how, how Lince and him were pretty good friends. And I asked because a lot of people don't like a lot of people always talk shit about Lince's attitude problem. So I asked Ophidian about that. It may have been on our show, but I asked Ophidian about that. And he was just like, that's just Lindsay. Like, he's just how his, his, he's not being mean. He's just, that's just his, it's not, he's not intentionally being mean. He just comes across as like being stern and like direct and people don't like it. So, which made me happy because I was like, well, I'd hate to see Lindsay, Lindsay fucking be like a dick and no one likes him. But like after a fit, he was like, no, it's just, he's just direct. People don't get it and they don't, I don't know how to take it. So they think he's being shitty and he's not. No, so. that's fair. Like there are some people that's just how they are and there's nothing you're going to change about it. Right. Exactly. Uh, speaking of things that hopefully don't change, we have the fatal five way with Raquel, look at my back, Rodriguez, <laughs> Zoe Stark, Shayna Baszler, Naya, oh God, she's back, Jax, and Rhea Ripley, who should be retaining in this hodgepodge of humanity. And if she doesn't, I hope to Christ they don't put it on Naya. No, there's no need. There's no need at all. And stop handing her a microphone. Yeah, she's awful. Whoever is giving her a microphone, I would like to remind you that the Geneva Convention is a thing. (laughs) I, you know, if you want to give someone the mic, give it to Shayna. Shayna's great on the mic because, I mean, her shit, her like promos at NXT were fucking wonderful. Like, you know, she, I, I didn't great. write down the line, but I think they said Shayna might be the most violent woman in WWE. Like, really, the girl who fought in mixed martial arts, y- you don't say the girl who was locked in a cage beating up other girls, like, that might be the most violent. Right, and they well, they've t- they've really dropped the ball on making her a fucking imposing threat, mm-hmm. because they've just had her just do just stupid jobs to like stupid people, like like not I'm not saying like stupid people, but just like people that she shouldn't 
be losing to. You know what I mean? Like, and they should protect her like they do Brock Lesnar. That's how they should be approaching Shayna Baszler because she is a legitimate badass. She should be treated like they were treating Ronda for a while, like protected. Because Shayna's fucking vicious, like, you know, and I I might be biased on this because I'm a huge Shayna Baszler mark, and I'll admit that. Shayna's great. I love watching her. That's the only reason why I want to watch this this five-way. Although I do like Rhea Ripley. But Shayna and Rhea Ripley, the only two in that match that, like, need to even be in that match. I would have loved to have seen a one-on-one between Shayna and fucking Rhea. That would have been awesome. Hopefully we get that. Right. But we're not because we're going to end up getting Rhea and Nia Jax probably at like they want the visual. Yeah, they want the visual of Rhea doing the riptide to Nia Jax. Yeah, well, I'm hoping that Triple H understands because Triple H is one who booked Shayna to be the monster in NXT. So I'm hoping that he continues to do that. Like if he he changes around all the mistakes Vince made with her. And like turns her back into a beast, you know. Like they're trying to change. Uh, the rumor mill is that they're changing. They're trying to transition Butch back to Pete Dunn. You know, I would be I would be totally here for it. Yeah, I love Pete Dunn, but they turned him into an idiot when Vince made him Butch. They turned him the into rabid like a Irish guy. Yeah, they turned him into a Dickensian street urchin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought I was watching Newsies for a while. I was like. I was like, when is he going to break out into song and like fucking sing about working at the newspaper? Right. Like, boy, <laughs> uh, Oliver Twist sure is going crazy on his teacher. Like, yeah. <laughs> so anytime, anytime someone's beating him up, he's like, may I please have some more? <laughs> more? Sorry. That, oh, was, that a was hilarious. Joke. That was a literary joke. Sorry. <laughs> No, that was my all-time favorite part of the when they made that a cartoon. Yeah, like, that's the only part I remember. Yeah, As, and that's always gets parodied by everybody, like Family Guy, South Park, like all that shit. Uh, let's see. Next up, we have the World Heavyweight Championship with Seth freaking Franklin Liberace Alton John Rollins <laughs> against Drew McIntyre and. Yeah, did you see um, Rollins' speech on Raw about McIntyre? Kind of. Like, he was ranting a lot. Like, a lot of what, like, Seth says is, like, I, like, tune him out because it's, like, weird. That was the weird thing. Is like, Seth paints himself as there were people during the pandemic who didn't have a paycheck they were getting. There were people who didn't know if they were going to get to see their loved ones. Somehow that was your promo. And I still want nothing more than for you to get punched in the face. It's like, I want like, and I, for the longest time, I thought that JD McDonough had the most punchable face in professional wrestling, but like JD McDonough's face isn't nearly as annoying to look at than listening to Seth Rollins voice. Exactly. Yeah. Anytime. Like when he does that cackling, <laughs> like he does and dancing around like some weirdo and that lacy crap he wears, whatever. Good for, good for you for trying to be fashionable. But it's like, I don't understand your gimmick. Your gimmick makes no sense. And honestly, he's doing nothing good for that championship. No, it means nothing. It's around the waist of a goof. I would love, like, it would be great if, like, they could put that on Gunther and just, like, let Gunther fucking ride it for, like, forever, like he's doing with the Intercontinental title. 
you know, or the is it the Intercontinental he has or the U.S. title? It's the Intercontinental title. Intercontinental. Ray, Ray has the U.S. Okay, sometimes I get they change them around so much from show to show. I don't know who has what belt anymore. I also do love. Have you noticed that Gunther, when he's talking about his championship, he doesn't just call it the Intercontinental Championship. He calls it the Intercontinental Heavyweight Championship, like Macho yeah. Man used to. Yep. You know, one thing I noticed about Gunther, I posted about this on Twitter the other day. He's when he comes to the ring wearing those sockless fucking shoes. Yes. <laughs> he looks less like a threat and more like a yuppie. They like, he really needs like if he's gonna wear if he's gonna come down to the ring dressed all nice in a suit, that's great. But wear like Argyle. Wear something. Like wear like a don't wear like sockless shoes. You look like a douchebag. Like you look like the kind of guy it's like, oh God, you're supposed to be this fucking unstoppable fucking beast of you know, a wrestler, and you're like making me look at you like like you're I, no one should think no one should look at Gunther and be like, wow, he's fashionable. Right. No one should look at it that way. They should be like, oh, this guy looks like he's gonna whoop somebody's ass. That's what you should look at when you're Gunther, but that stood out because he's wearing all the suits, and all of a sudden you see his like sockless, sockless shoes, and I'm like, that looks so terrible. Like that looks so bad. Like I, I, I'm not. A, I'm a bit of a fashion victim myself sometimes, so I can't say much. But like that looked bad. It just it looked bad. I can bad tell. Look. I've either become the old man, or I'm totally in the right, saying, "Ah, oh, you kids in your fashion today, it looks like shit." <laughs> it does. It really like, does. Like those moon boots. What the hell are you doing? Or or Sam Smith's blow up. Oh my god! Blow up outfit, the all and all, dude. And the thing about that was, I saw the post about it, like online, and all the women were swooning over it. I'm like, dude, it looks like he had a bubble jacket on and they had an accident, right? Like, don't you just want to <laughs> like Looney Tune style, just take a pin and pop it? I do. And I'm like, my thing was like, is this guy like serious? Like, it would be great. It'd be Andy Kaufman, fucking Andy Kaufman type like caliber fucking joke if he did that just to see what if what pe- if people would still like worship what he was wearing and he knew it looked bad he was like ah, i'm gonna see what happens oh i love on twitter everybody look at sam smith performing this is demonic this is satanic and then everyone of my generation going this is annoying at best <laughs> like that's it. if this is what you guys are calling demonic we're safe we're- yeah like, like I'm, I'm not, good. I'm not worried about the the, I'm not worried about revelations. If this is what the fuck we have to look forward to, is right. being like, afraid of Sam Smith. If these are the demons coming after me, I feel pretty confident. <laughs> right, and I saw something scary today. It was a, a weird picture of Post Malone with Michael Jackson's face. What? And it was, and it was called Post Shimon. <laughs> oh God damn it! <laughs> it was awesome. Oh, now I have to use that somewhere. Oh, out. oh, so fucking hilarious. So in the main event, we've got LA Knight versus Roman Reigns. And I don't even remember who said this because it was such a stupid article. Yeah, apparently, Ro- <laughs> apparently Roman Reigns is slated to take an extended break. As if he hasn't been on one for the past <laughs> year. Yeah, he shows up like once every month and a half to like Raw. And he doesn't wrestle. He just talks for like 10 minutes. And that's it. 
exactly like what more of an extended break does he need and if he is taking an extended break then the championship either goes on la knight or damian priest one of the two is the only way that's acceptable i was really hoping that cody would have been the one to dethrone him i was really that's what we all want to see you know seeing cody dethrone damian priest it wouldn't mean as much. No, like he would just be bleh, whatever. But to have Cody go over Cody's who they've been building to take this fucking title for like so you know, even if it's not a WrestleMania, do it at Rumble or something. You know, it should be WrestleMania. Like Roman should take his leave of absence after WrestleMania. After and honestly, like, and I've said this before, I like LA Knight, right? I do. I don't understand how that gimmick has gotten over as far as it's just fun to like make fun of and like do. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is fun yeah. to do that. But she's of a champion. She's of a champion. Um, but we got to show Jake love here. That's, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, oh, by the way, uh, on Spaces yesterday, I got him to record it for us. So oh, really? I can send that if you want. Fucking spectacular. I just need to get a picture of them that I can pop up on the screen to do that. But, but yeah, so like, I don't think, I don't think that, honestly, I don't, I don't think LA Knight has earned this yet. Like, I don't think I also, he's, he's, he's like an upper mid Carter right now. I don't see him as being world champion. I don't think that it, I don't think it's going to mean anything. I also view it this way LA Knight has gotten to the point. The fans love him so much, he doesn't need the championship. No. Like, so I happen to be looking this up exactly as we were saying this. Stone Cold Steve Austin's combined championship reigns, 529 days. That's <laughs> it. He was wow. not the dominant, no one could beat him champion that we all seem to have decided he was he made most of his money as the guy being screwed over by his boss. Yeah. Cause who can't relate to that? Certainly not me. I love my boss and would never do anything to be a problem with them. I hate my boss. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't hate my boss. I am my boss kind of. So yeah, but yeah, like going to be a weird therapy session. If you hate your boss, <laughs> right? Fuck you, man. No, fuck you. Um, that's oh, I meant that. if you are your boss and you hate your boss, yeah. that's going to be a weird yeah, therapy session. Yeah, just me like fucking telling myself, telling myself to go fuck myself, like for like <laughs> for like an hour session. <laughs> fuck you, no fuck you. Um, I did just, you ever see? Oh my god, what what's the show? Letter Kenny. I've never watched. Everyone tells me about. It. I've just never watched it. You sounded just like one of the characters right there. His name is Shorzy. Oh, like <laughs> he fuck just makes you. fun of these. He makes fun of these two dudes and like, fuck you, Shorcy. Like, fuck you. Your mom was going up and down on my dick all night long. And then... <laughs> Jesus Christ. And that'll go on for like five solid minutes of just, fuck you, Shorcy. <laughs> that everyone, everyone and... tells me to watch a show and I just haven't done it. That and I think you should leave with Tim Robbins. Uh, you'd like that one. I promise. Yeah. It's a sketch show, and the best part about being a sketch show, if you don't like the sketch, give it five minutes, it'll be over. Yeah. 
that's why well that's snl like back in the day now snl is awful but like snl back in the day that's how it was if you didn't if you didn't like the skit just wait because then you can you don't have to watch it the whole time so totally understand that oh my god i introduced one of my co-workers to like the matt foley skits oh god and <laughs> it it ruined it they're like yeah saturday night live is not as good as it was <laughs> And honestly, it went all downhill when the um, Adam Sandler, Chris Rock, all those guys left. And then we got, then we had Will Ferrell and, and uh, Molly Shannon doing the stupid cheerleader and the, and Sherry O'Terry doing the cheerleader thing and Molly Shannon smelling her own armpits. And like, that's when it went downhill for me. I was like, this isn't funny anymore. Right. And that's why I don't like Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell's great when Will Ferrell's not the main fucking character. Will Ferrell's great when he's like a supporting actor. I will always so. refer to Will Ferrell, and we talked about this yesterday. He is the a great side dish of comedy. Like, Will Ferrell is not going to be your steak, but he will be a fucking mashed potato like no one's business. Yeah, exactly. Because he's like his funniest role I've ever seen him in was as the wild federal wildlife marshal and Jay and Silent Bob strike back. That made because I didn't like him before that. And like that made me like him. And I could take him in small doses. You know? Like the Anchorman movies. I don't like those movies. Like the, the reason why I will watch those movies is because I'm such a huge fucking Paul Rudd mark. I fucking love Paul Rudd because Halloween six is one of my favorite horror films of all time. And that was his first movie ever. So I love Paul Rudd. But that's the only reason why I can watch Anchorman. But anything else, like he's anything else, Will Ferrell's, and I just can't do it. I always point to old school because that's the one my whole generation, like, this is the greatest movie ever. Yeah. When Will Ferrell goes streaking, who makes that scene? It's not Will Ferrell. First, it's Snoop Dogg being annoyed with him. <laughs> and then it's Leia Remini when he gets in the car and Leia just goes, hey, Frank, so cold out there tonight, huh? <laughs> I haven't watched that movie uh, since 2003. By the way, 2004. What a, what a bombshell Leia Remini was and still is. Yeah, she is too. She's a she's a handsome, handsome lady. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that was Crown Jewel. More and... like Crown Fool. Uh... <laughs> oh, God. Well, crown drool. Well, next we had the show SmackDown, which started with Roman Reigns coming out. L.A. Knight interrupts his entrance, sits at the head of the table. Get it? <laughs> yeah, I watched that segment. It was kind of funny. I, I'm starting to realize L.A. Knight with Paul Heyman, they're Abbott and Costello. They have the straight man and the bumbling buffoon. Yeah. Dude, how, how big of a swerve would it be, no offense, swerve, if like uh like Roman goes on his leave of absence and Paul Heyman joins up with fucking LA Knight? Sure, he of, could how be how a Paul a Heyman guy. That would be because LA Knight could talk, but like, oh my god, that would be great. But they probably won't. But that I mean, I don't know. Even if they as long as they keep them in the same, like back and forth with each other, like as long as it, Paul Heyman is involved in LA Knight somehow. Which might be why Roman's taking the leave and he's going to give it to LA Knight. I just don't think it's... I got to go back to that. I don't, I don't see that meaning shit. You know what I think the other part of the problem is? 
we remember him as Eli Drake. You're right. And he was never presented as that guy. Well, he he was the Impact World Champion, wasn't he? Yeah, but the problem is he was the Impact World Champion. (laughs) And this was not during the best time for Impact. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Well played, sir. (laughs) That's great. So it's like, yes, Eli Drake was good. Magnus was good. Um, Oh, who was it who invented the chaos theory? The British dude. I can't remember. Rob Terry. No. <laughs> oh, good Lord. That. That guy. Looked like a million dollars wrestled like a, like a bent penny. <laughs> <laughs> the, the single best thing was when he was with that, the menagerie. When he came out, you knew you were going to get Rebel. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Do you know Crazy Steve is apparently blind? Like, legit blind? Not like he needs a cane blind, but can't see anything that's not right in front of him? I think and Steve... he was wrestling that style. I think Stevie Richards is like that, too. Really? I always heard Stevie couldn't see, like, just people on the indies. Because I was a big Right to Censor fan, too. But people on the Indies always tell me, like, he's blind as a bat. <laughs> Which is why you'd always see his cronies wrestling more than him and right to censor. Because he couldn't okay. see where the shit. So see, I don't know if that's to... true, but... See, now I have to go back because I don't know if this is true, but my mind is telling me I've heard stories of Stevie Richards driving. <laughs> and it's mostly just one of those, yeah, we were driving to the next town and now that I know this, I have to go, wait, you were driving? <laughs> I, I sure as fuck hope not. Like I said, I don't know if that's true. That's just what the indie guys would always say. They'd be like, you know, Stevie's blind as shit. Like, <laughs> I'm like, maybe how do you know? Super, maybe he's just super stiff and that's what he told them. <laughs> I don't know. Like, he, like, apparently he, like, there was an incident where he took a baseball slide to the face because he didn't see it coming. Oh, yeah, <laughs> something <laughs> like that. It was some story. I don't remember. This was a long time ago. It's like someone told me this story in like 2006, something like that. Like, I don't I don't remember exactly, but. All right. So for the first match, we had Carlito and Santos Escobar against the Street Profits. And here's what we've learned from this match. Number one, Bobby Lashley made the Street Profits stop using the red solo cups. Nice. Number two. Carlito and Santos Escobar are the worst friends ever. And and number three, the solo cup company stocks have just plummeted. <laughs> the poor the poor solo cup salesman who was in all the towns. Yeah, he's like, oh man. Now I have to deal with college kids playing beer pong. <laughs> oh shit. But yeah, so the end of the match is. Logan Paul sucker punches Rey Mysterio in the back of the arena wherever he's watching the show. Yeah. Carlito sees this and goes, oh shit. Santo says, go check on Rey. Meaning Carlito has now left Santos to get his ass kicked by the Street Profits. (laughs) And obviously there's no security in the back of these arenas, I guess. They can afford it. And Santos doesn't go to help Ray. Like, man, uh, all three of you did this wrong. (laughs) 
I don't right now, like I just Carlito as a as a face isn't really working for me. No, I prefer him as he spits the apple and all that. Like that's when he was at his best. That's what I'm hoping that there's like some kind of thing where Carlito leaves the LWO and it's like a thing. I also want more of something needs to be more behind the LWO rather than just we're all Latin. Yeah. Like, okay, but what are you going for here? Like they should have done it to where like, you know, we're all getting screwed over by the, by the booker, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like we need to band together because no one's going to look out for us except for each other. That kind of thing. Instead of being like, Hey, look, we're all from the same ethnicity. Yay. So you're right. You're absolutely right about that. I was thinking the same damn thing. Like since I mean, they just, launched it, it was like, like why? We've done nothing with this to make it matter. And even you could have, I know one of them is Joaquin Wild, and I cannot for the life of me think of who the other one was. And now that I hear myself say that, I don't even think that's the name he's going by in WWE. Yeah. But you could just have them say, look, man, we're, we're really struggling and we're a long way away from those tag team championships, but boy, can we sell some shirts. <laughs> right? Like, see, that's the thing, man. Like, that's like LWO. There's so many of them. Like, that's another match for Survivor Series. Like, if you're doing team elimination matches, you know, like, do that. <laughs> they you don't all think... have to be war games. Like, you don't have to do all war games matches, but like, you know, do your survive because you have so many factions now where they could easily be like team of the whole pay per view could be team elimination. You know, like you could, like Rhea could have to team up with people that she doesn't want to team up with against, you know, Nia Jackson, people that don't want to team up with Nia. So it's like all kinds of chaos ensues there. Be hilarious. You know, you've got the bloodline, you've got the LWO, you've got the judgment day, you've got, you know, like, yeah, there's an, I know there's another faction. Like there's a whole like you got Imperium with like so you you know add someone to them bring back Alexander Wolf for Christ's sake you know like you can just do that right we just need a guy from the UK yeah fucking Pete Pete Dunn's there like <laughs> have oh, a, well have turn the brawling brutes heel and have them fucking join up with Imperium they, know? Could, they could Vince McMahon isn't in charge so this is far less likely to happen. <laughs> But they could just get Grayson Waller and he tells them, oh no, I'm Australian. Like, close enough. You sound the same. (laughs) (laughs) Which, you know, that is a thing Vince McMahon would do in a heartbeat. He would. would. Totally. (laughs) Oh, who was it? Someone made some stupid comment about they wanted to see they wanted to see somehow Tony Storm do something because she's not British. Yeah. And Soraya just responds with, who's going to tell her? <laughs> That's awesome. Soraya on Twitter is fantastic. Like, she is way better on Twitter than she is in the women's division right now. Maybe you should just let her say what she says on Twitter on AEW. I mean, Tony lets everybody else do whatever the fuck they want. Why not? Right. <laughs> uh, let's see. We then had um, 
uh, the John Cena promo on Solo Sokoa. We already discussed that. Dragon Lee versus Cedric Alexander, which, like, like we said, Triple H has picked his next luchador. Yeah. It's pretty and, cool. And right now, Roosh is on collision, and he is razzing with um, the House of Black. <laughs> okay. Which, by the way, collision, they had like five or six times the lights went on and off for people to get in the ring. It's because they need to change their name to the House of Blackout. Right. Like they had Abaddon had the lights go out. They had Julia Hart had the lights go out. Malachi, the rest of the House of Black. Like that I poor did, lighting guy. I didn't know Abaddon was in the House of Black. Oh no, she's not. She just had a match against Sheeta. Oh, okay. Because it because it's Halloween, you know. <laughs> okay, fair. It's like the only time they've ever used her, like in the past two fucking years. Well, it's Halloween. But let's let's call Abaddon. She's been sitting at home for like you know, fucking 13, 14 months now. Let's bring her on to right, like, show finally. Hey, Abaddon, the face paint guy needs a payday. <laughs> and that's the thing. Abaddon's so fucking good. It's such a wasted talent just sitting there at home. Like I, like I said, you know, like I really want AEW to succeed because it's good for everybody. It's good for fucking wrestling. It's good for WWE. It's good for AEW. It's good. Like it's good for everybody for AEW to succeed. In order to do that, Tony needs to fucking get F it, bring Dutch in and let Dutch book. You know, let him fucking have the goddamn book. Let somebody with experience have the goddamn book. Fuck, you just signed Ric Flair to a multi billion dollar deal. Give Ric Flair the fucking book. You know, well, Ric Flair would probably just make everybody woo and drop elbows on stuff. But I don't know. That caused a lot of problems in Crockett. <laughs> yeah, it did. But still, like, but it's still better booking than like what Tony's doing because Tony's tone and you know, I'm give I got to give credit to Tony. Tony's doing the best he can do, you know, and that's, it's awesome. But like, he really doesn't, he's not good at the book. I think he's doing way too much. Like, I think that's his big problem is like, he's got the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's got whatever soccer team he's in. He's got his consulting firm. He's got his, he's got collision he's got dynamite like dude you need i'm not saying cocaine doesn't get you through the day i am saying that if you're doing something akin to that you need to not and just take a nap bud give jericho and, the book and by the way just throwing this out there did you hear what his big announcement was on dynamite his oh, big no. you have to tune in to hear this announcement what is it now i was thinking oh man they signed somebody that I'm not thinking of. Nope. Okay. They got a deal with HBO Max and they have a streaming service now and we can go back and watch all their stuff. Nope. It was tickets are on sale for future events. That was it? I swear to you. It was December 1st is a pre-sale for the next All-In at London. Oh, so they're already going back to Wembley? Yeah. In, in he wants to make it an annual thing. No, December is when the pre-sale is happening. Oh, for next year. Yes. Okay, I was thinking like they're already going back to Wembley. It's only been like a month to or month or two. Still, your big announcement is tickets are on sale. Tickets are on sale, and and you're on a fucking television network that's primarily shown in the U.S. And most of the people in the U.S. aren't going to spend the money to fucking fly to fucking England just to watch AEW. Like they're you know. People don't have that kind of money. We're in a fucking recession, for Christ's sake. Like, 
I, I'm honestly wondering, did someone come to Tony and say, hey, people are making fun of our empty arenas on Twitter. Maybe they just don't know we have tickets available. Maybe. Yeah, it would have been great. Like, I'm like, I'm, I'm super excited for them to go to Max because I haven't been able to watch AEW because, well, I, one, I don't, I don't, my wife, my wife says, no, you can't have cable. <laughs> You know, because of my show, my show costs money, so I can't spend the money on cables. I use the money towards the show. But, like, it would be great, because I do have HBO Max, or Max, or whatever the fuck it's called now. It would be great to be able to, like, ah, sweet, I'm going to watch a fucking AEW pay-per-view, and it's part of my subscription. Like, that's great. Fuck yeah. Like, uh, I wish he would just announce that, because then it would... Then I could... you know, And I also honestly think that I would enjoy AEW a hell of a lot more if I could watch it, you know, because right. all I all I get to see is like the highlights and what I'm being told about, and occasionally they post a full match. But that's all I see, and it's like it's. But, but I mean, most of the time when I'm watching AEW, I'm just like, I don't know what the hell's going on. I don't, and most of the time it doesn't make sense to anybody else who's watching it. But it's like maybe I would get more invested in the characters and shit if I was able to like find a place where I could actually go back and watch the shit I missed you know whatever what do I know fuck it so with that in mind let's stick <laughs> with AEW and talk about this episode of Dynamite or as I refer to it the power of friendship all friends wrestling because I, I swear to god I started writing out what happened then it clicked Every single thing has something to do with friendship. Friendship it, it is was, magic. It, it was like Friendship Bear of the Care Bears just had a cold and sneezed all the friendship onto AEW. Or or he was up on the top of the arena just pissing all over everybody with his rainbow powers. I was trying not to go there, but we had a few He gave everybody a rainbow shower. That's one hell of a stare, bud. <laughs> uh, he was up there with Sting. And he was just like, Sting, you and I, like, you be up here, I'll be up here, and I'll, how about, like, you hold your little, hold something reflective out, and I'll hit you with my Care Bear stare of friendship, and you can reflect it. Or you can do your crow powers. You can use your, use your Brandon Lee powers, and I'll use my friendship as magic powers. And fuck it, let's bring Rainbow Dash in here. He's up, Rainbow Dash is over here. All three of us will just... Shoot everybody with crow powers and with <laughs> that would I would watch that. Like if I if like AEW made a big announcement, we're gonna have a big announcement next week, and I'm thinking, oh, it's just gonna be something silly that Tony fucking does. And he comes on, he's like, No, we got big news. We're gonna have fucking friendship bear up here. We're gonna have fucking the crow, and we're gonna have fucking rainbow dash, and they're gonna fucking they're gonna they're gonna piss rainbows and friendship all over everybody in this arena. I'm like, I <laughs> I gotta tune into that. That's that's some fucking crazy shit. I want to see that shit. <laughs> right, like Ratings. this is either gonna be the greatest thing ever or the funniest clusterfuck I've ever seen, or someone's gonna fucking or R. Kelly has an appearance there or something. I don't. know. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we went to the dark place. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we had uh, we had Orange Cassidy against Claudio Castagnoli. And uh, blah blah blah. So during the match, Hook and Wheeler Yuta are kicked out, meaning 
Claudio and Orange lost their friends. Oh. And then there was a post-match beatdown by John Moxley, and uh, we're now getting Moxley against Orange at full gear. When is which, like, gear? hey, makes sense. I don't think Mox was ever supposed to lose that championship. So, when is full gear? I don't know. Luckily, we have phones that are smarter than I am. So, <laughs> hilarious. I'm well aware of where I stand in this world. <laughs> Boy, it'd be awesome if there was a date. Uh, November 18th. So, about two weeks. No, exactly that, two weeks. Is that before or after Survivor Series? Because Survivor Series, I think, is what, later in the month, isn't it? Yeah, it's closer to Thanksgiving. No, thank Christ. They're going back to closer to Thanksgiving. Maybe it's the weekend after Thanksgiving. So it's like, that'd be cool. We're so prepared. <laughs> <laughs> God, why does it not give a date? Jeez. I'm going to have to look, too. We'll have to, have to dual fist this shit. <laughs> November 25th. Okay, so it is like the Saturday after Thanksgiving. So it's like two days after Thanksgiving. Yes. Good. That's As great. it should be. Yeah, it was the Thanksgiving tradition for a long time. I still wish it would be on Thanksgiving Eve like it used to be. Everyone's off work the next day, you know? Like, fuck it. Like, make it that night. And you're not going to beat the NFL who's playing on Thanksgiving, so just do it. Yeah. Anywho, so... Uh, let's see. Uh, what did M- Rainbow Dash piss on this time? Well, MJF was backstage trying to recruit three people for the main event, but he has no friends. Oh. And he went to Omega, because they had their match at Collision. And Omega put him over as the new best belt machine. And MJF says, hey, can you help me? Can you team with me? And Jericho comes out because Jericho and Omega are friends (laughs) and says, Max, you can't have my friend and slams the door in Max's face. What? (laughs) I'm not making this up. This is actually what (laughs) happened. What the hell? Uh, let's see. We then had Hangman Page and the Young Bucks versus Brian Cage and the Gates of Agony. And it was for the Ring of Honor Trios Championship, which I didn't even remember Hangman and the Bucks were champions. Yeah, I didn't remember that. Uh, let's see. Hangman was distracted by Swerve on stage, which means Swerve was there and Hangman never once called the authorities about, I don't know, the felony that Swerve committed the week before breaking <laughs> into his home. <laughs> No proof. Right. Like apparently his ring camera was broken that day. (laughs) (laughs) And so what does Hangman do? Hangman left his friends. Much like Carlito left his friend. And the Bucks got beaten up. And it's amazing to me. Matt Jackson will forever be the invincible Buck. He takes whatever beating is given to him, gets right back up, and is in the fight. So in this, the Gates of Agony and Brian Cage beat the holy hell out of the Bucks. They pin them. They get the win. They win the championship. But, of course, they don't pin the Invincible Buck, who stands up right after the match is over and just saunters to 
to the other side of the ring. Okay, so like, my only question for you is, who the fuck is the Gates of Agony? That is Bishop Kong and Toa Leona. They're, one of them is a jacked black dude. The other one is a giant, scary-looking Samoan. Okay. And from the description, I said you would think, wow, that sounds like a great tag team that should be featured. And I would say, you're right. Too bad they're not. Probably, like, in Ring of Honor. Like they are. You have to pay for extra. And, and Ring of Honor, or Cage, I'm sorry, he still paints his face for some reason. Huh. I still think that Rampage should just be a Ring of Honor. It should just be a Ring of Honor show. I fully agree. Like, like even Ring of Honor Rampage, it rolls right off the yeah, top. Like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like I haven't even show... had any beer tonight, and I'm doing stupid <laughs> shit like that. Like it's great. Our show is abbreviated to, <laughs> and then <laughs> Ring of Honor Rampage. Row, <laughs> row, yeah. Or or roar, it, roar, R O H R. Oh, there we go. Ring of Honor. Thundercats would be proud. Yeah, Thundercats roar. Oh, <laughs> stupid as hell. <laughs> Actually, maybe we should try to forget about Thundercats roar. That oh, that Ooh, was that was, that was rough. Bad. That was bad. That, it's like the same with Teen Titans Go. Like fuck that too. Like the Teen Titans show was great. I loved the cartoon, but that that ghost shit was stupid. I don't like I that style look- of animation. I honestly look at it and I can't help but picture I would want to talk to the writer, animator, everything and go, okay, so are you trying to bring down the American intelligence? Because this is stupid and it used <laughs> to not be. Even the remake of Thundercats was awesome. Like the more anime style. I still prefer the original, but like. I, pr- I prefer the original, but man, I did love that Mumra had wings. It's pretty cool, like the, what they did for that, like second, you know, like read vision of fucking Thundercats was fine, but the third, oh god, that was bad. Everyone hated it, but when they even released the teaser trailer, everyone hated it. They gave Panthro mutton chops. <laughs> like, I'm just saying. Thunder, uh, that's... Thundercats meow. <laughs> that's what it should have been. Did they well, have they should, if that cartoon? They should have had him using a litter box. Oh, like that'd that, be hilarious. That'd have been cart like they're like, oh yeah, I gotta use the bathroom, and then they, they come out scratch, 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 and they come out of the litter box. How great would it be just to see they walk past a room and like someone asks something and they just oh the bathroom's right there and it's just full of sand. Yeah. And Shatara's all mad because no one's cleaning their own litter boxes. <laughs> like that shit's easier. That shit writes itself. Like these people clearly didn't have cats. Like, there, if you want to do dumb shit, we can do it. Yeah, we can make some dumb shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you could have a you could have a whole Wizard of Oz episode where one of the Burbills is the Tin Man and he keeps stopping. That would be awesome. That's a great idea. Like, he's like, bro, bear. Bur- bro, bear, <laughs> Bill. <laughs> That's fucking genius. Well played, sir. Thank you. I was proud of that one. <laughs> That's good. Oh, well, shit. Y- you know what mother is not proud of her son? Nick Wayne's mom is certainly not proud of who he's been hanging out <laughs> with. 
Because next yeah. up, we had Adam Copeland come out and tell Tony Schiavone he will not fight his friend. Oh. Much like Undertaker would not fight Kane. And that lasted almost a year. So Christian comes out with Nick Wayne and Luchasaurus. They attack Adam. Adam admits he finally lost his friend. He's saved by Sting and Darby Allen. Adam now has two new friends. And Adam has declared he will fight Christian. Two weeks his declaration of I will not fight Christian lasted. That's yeah, it. Just that is, two yeah. weeks of conviction. I'm wondering if, if if Adam Copeland now is like reassessing his decision. <laughs> so like go there. He's probably just like oh, I was going to be here to hang out with my friend. but My friend. Oh, I'm just a little fucked up here. No one knows what's going on and the inmates are running the asylum. <laughs> uh, so, or he's just like i don't care I, my, the, the check is fat right. <laughs> that'd probably be me i don't fucking care the check is fat you know i swear i know i say it every time but i love that scene in back to school like i don't think the professor understands the amount of the check <laughs> right <laughs> Just noticing, uh, Rodney Dangerfield played rich people a lot. Like, those were probably his best roles. Back to School and uh, Caddyshack. Yeah, yeah, he was great. Caddyshack and Back to School, both those movies are awesome. I need to watch both of those again. It's been a long time. I should do, you know what, every month I try to do like a theme for movies I'm going to see. I should do a classic comedy one. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, let's cool. see. Next up, we had Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega against Angelo Parker and Matt Menard, which means we have Chris Jericho with his new friend versus his old friends. Friends. Are, they doing, are they doing this? Is this like, so at the beginning of this episode, did they have like a thing where they were like paying homage to Matthew Perry or something? They should have. Because like... it's all friends. Like, you know, for, he was in Friends. Like that. If they did that, then this would be so much better. It makes sense. We're all talking about friends. And then Jericho comes down to the rings with Fozzie and he sings, I'll be there for you. <laughs> you know, I, I didn't think of that and I'm kicking myself now because of it. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> like the setup was right there. Yeah. It's okay. Between the two of us, we usually come out with a couple of good jokes. <laughs> You got That's... my back, I got yours. So, the end of the match, Jericho takes a baseball bat to the face and it doesn't put him down. So, one of the other guys, Menard, why not, goes for the bat again, but Jericho hits a Judas effect. So, baseball bat to the face, he's able to kick out. Elbow to the other guy, he's out. He's done. He's dead. Can't do it. Aluminum baseball bat, meh. So Jericho no-sold a baseball bat to the face? He didn't no-sell it, but he kicked out of... I'm sorry, if you take a baseball bat to the face, you that should, should be, be done. Of, that should be the end of the match right there. <laughs> uh, so next we had former friend to both Jericho and Omega, Callus, challenge Jericho and Omega to a street fight. But then Jericho tells us he has a friend. Paul White. 
That's right. The Big Show is coming out of retirement for this match. Good old Jarrett Show. Now, you may notice, wait a moment, there's still a person down. Well, luckily, Kenny Omega has a friend. And it's Kota Ibushi. Of course it is. Who Kenny says has been there with me for every match I've ever had. Except for this one, and the one before, and the one before, <laughs> and the one before. <laughs> like, I don't know what he was going for, but man, that was the wrong verbiage to use. Did he just not? I don't know. Like, I get that he's doing a whole, we've been there with each other from the start, but those weren't the words you said. No. I keep telling myself, I hope AEW does well. I hope AEW <laughs> does well. I hope AEW does well. Uh, and I'm not taking anything away from the talent, because there's a lot of talented guys at right. AEW. I just wish their storylines made fucking coherent sense. You know, I have to give it to him. This whole episode made total sense. Just everyone has a friend and everyone is jealous of everyone else's friend. Like the very, the That's very been like next the theme part, for AEW for the past year. Right. Like, does no one just want money or did no one get cheated out of a car? Hell, Edge and Booker T had a whole WrestleMania match over Edge getting a shampoo commercial over Booker T because Booker T wanted to get paid. Yes. And, and also, like, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's, it's so, uh, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. Well, you know what we did get? <laughs> <laughs> we got a backstage segment with the Bucks, Jericho, and Omega. The Bucks are mad at Omega because Omega's their friend. And he's letting Jericho use their locker room. Because Kenny is now friends with Jericho. These are words they said, by the way. <laughs> like, I am not making this up. That's awesome. So for the championship, for some reason, we have Willow Nightingale versus Hikaru Shida. It had to be better than Shida versus Ruby. I love Ruby, but boy, that match fell apart. They just, they just weren't on the same page no now here's the thing i was excited because neither of these two had friends that i could think of so it might be the first match without friendship on the line i was wrong <laughs> so after Sheeta wins the match tony storm comes out with her new friend and butler luther who tony said is her friend again i'm not making who the, this who up. the fuck is luther He's the dude who had the um the red dot on his forehead. He was teaming with Serpentico, and funny enough, he apparently got a job because he's Jericho's friend from Japan. <laughs> okay, whatever. Uh, so Tony Storm is then chased off by Sheeta, and Julia Hart appears, and the announcers say, without her friends in the House of Black. <laughs> so... What does Willow do? Willow turns and goes, well, shit's about to go down. Let's do this. But Willow's friend Sky Blue comes out to help. And Sky Blue spits the blue mist at Julia. Get it? Because her name is Blue, so her mist is blue. <sighs> and she misses Julia's face, but nails every inch of Julia's cleavage. <laughs> 
So when Julia looks at the camera, her face completely fine. Not not a drop on it, no makeup uh, running, nothing. All of it is on her cleavage. Oh my god. And I uh, just thought, poor Stevie Nicks. <laughs> what the what the fuck is going no on one, over there? Does no one know how to spit mist anymore? First of all, it's not a spit. You like blow it so it creates a mist. Yeah, the last person's been able to do that's Oscar. That's it. Oscar and Oscar and Muda. They're the only two I'm that have been be- able to do that properly. I'm betting Triple H pulled Oscar aside and said, Look, there might not be much I can teach you, but I know how to spit water. <laughs> like I can spit water like a mother. And you know, you, dude, you know I learned something the other day. I learned something today. No, like <laughs> um I learned that Oscar, she before she was a wrestler, she was a she was uh she worked for for xbox really she was a a writer like she or like she's one of the writers or something for like xbox magazine or something like in japan like she did like a bunch of stuff as like a um where yeah she worked as like a writer or something for microsoft xbox in japan okay i saw a picture of her looking like all normal like behind a desk like for like at fucking microsoft so the I was like, button's awesome. Yeah, I was like, what? I was like, what the hell? Like, that's so weird. I was like, but now for some reason, I like Oscar even more. Have you seen her YouTube channel? No, it's actually pretty cool. Like, it, it's everything you think it's going to be when I say it's Oscar being as Japanese as possible, or at least as stereotype as Japanese <laughs> possible. I'm surprised that they didn't have um i don't know i'm surprised that they don't do more like with with her and eo sky because that is fucking money oh and Kyrie sane might be on her way back from what i hear oh nice i like her too she's great she what, still what... has probably the best elbow drop even though it looks like it's hell on her hips but she's tiny though it probably doesn't hurt her as bad as you'd think there's no there's no weight there to fucking hurt you know what i mean like what was what was her and Oscar's fucking tag team? The Kabuki Warriors. I loved it. I loved it. It was so good. That was such a good team. I would love the Kabuki Warriors to go up against like damage control. And they were they were managed by Soraya as yeah, Paige. For like a minute. Cause they were like, listen, Paige, you have to justify this paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> you have to do something. Like, yeah. Like I understand you're mad that we're not going to clear you, but man, you you got to earn us some money somehow. Totally. Is Saraya still champion in AEW? No, she is. Oh, she got beat already. We we called that shit. Yes, because we knew as soon as Wembley was over, she was just going to drop it. Oh no, it was purely they did Wembley. They gave her a big moment. She came out to Queen. And that's it. Like, I think it was three weeks later in might have even been her second defense. She lost it to the returning Sheeta and no one saw it coming. So weird. Like, well, but we did call it. We knew they were going to do it. That's just like, that's that rates right up there with like WWE firing Shanky as soon as I got back from India. Yes. 
and Mansoor. Like, I'm wondering if like the Saudis are going to be upset that Mansoor's not there. I'm wondering if they looked at Shanky and said, "Listen, um, we have a ticket back. If you don't want it, we understand because we are going <laughs> to give you your pink slip." And he does have family there. That's. And that was such a. I watched a match the other day. It was just like it was, it was Shanky and Jinder Mahal against like, uh, God, I don't know who they were going up against, but it was like, like Shanky started dancing in the ring or something. Mm-hmm. Like who were they? Who were they going up against? Oh, it was New Day, right? Yeah, because New Day was blowing the fucking. He was out there blowing the trombone around or whatever, and like Shanky was dancing to it. And gender, yeah. gender, my balls, gender, Mahal was getting upset about it. <laughs> I'm just like, what is this? And it's amazing because you know who else was a really tall Indian dude that they said, let's make him dance. The great, the great Kali. Like, I, I'm just throwing this out there. You knew it didn't work. What are you doing? Well, they had the head. One of the head writers was fucking his manager. Yeah, the uh, the dude with the Rajit Rajit Singh or whatever. Yes, yeah, he was like the head of creative at that time. So like, he's like, ah, you know what? Like Indians like to do, they love Bollywood and they love to dance. So let's make him dance, and he can go back to go back to India and he can be in Bollywood movies where they do song and dance. Maybe that was why. Who knows? So at that, well, they're still my friends, but at that time, I was watching wrestling with all of my friends several of whom are Punjabi. Okay. And they could understand what Great Kali was saying, but they couldn't understand him in English. <laughs> okay. So they would translate to me what he was saying in his native language, and I would translate what he was saying in English. Then when they had a manager come in, and the manager was saying, the Great Kali says, they would just look over, that's not what he fucking said. <laughs> like at all. Not even a word of it. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> he's probably saying just a bunch of nonsense right that's good that i uh, this brings me back to like the fucking subtitles with fucking eos eos sky and fucking oscar it was it was fucking. i don't great. know i don't it know if that's hilarious. exactly what they were saying but it was fucking awesome when someone did a translation and saw what they were doing to each other it was <laughs> fucking awesome it was amazing I loved it. It was one of my. It's probably that's probably one of my favorite moments of wrestling in the past ten years. Was that and Rhea untying that kid's shoelace? <laughs> oh, that was so <laughs> like good. two of my favorite moments. Love that shit, dude. Rhea Ripley is like the reason to go to house shows now. You never know what she's gonna do, and she's a menace to society. <laughs> that was a perfect heel move. I was so happy when I saw that. Like, like, instantly earned so much of my respect from that. I was like, she gets it. She gets it. She understands heel. Exactly. <laughs> it's not like it's not like a half-assed heel work. Like, oh yeah, we're like mean and shitty on TV, but when we go outside and there's little kids, we all kiss babies. No, Rhea's like, oh, I'm gonna untie your shoelaces. <laughs> That's why I'm still shocked. That's why I'm still shocked they let Lacey Evans go. Like. Boy, that was a woman who was a flawless heel. They let her go because Sergeant Slaughter got upset. Yeah. That's the only reason why they let her go. I'm sitting there thinking, like, okay, but Sergeant Slaughter is, like, not in there anymore. Someone's got to do the Cobra Clutch. 
You know what I mean? And I'm just throwing this up. Who was it? Someone on Twitter. How did they word it? They said something akin to, she needs to respect military veterans. And it was the weirdest thing going, the only military veteran in this whole equation is her. Yeah, right? Like, she's not going to degrade military veterans. That's the one thing about veterans. Veterans love other veterans. You know, for the most part. Right. Unless you're, like, the fucking guy from American Sniper. And apparently I was about that's... to say, unless you're <laughs> Jesse Ventura and Chris Kyle. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, unless you're Chris Kyle, then the other veterans don't like you very much. Which sucks for him, but... <laughs> oh, shit. Um... So what else did we have? Because that was, was that did that wrap up dynamite or did we have more dynamite? We had one more match. It was Bullet Club Gold versus MJF and the acclaimed. That's right, Matt Caster got his friend. <sighs> and here are my notes. Billy Gunn dwarfs everyone. <laughs> he does. He's giant. Like he's a giant. <laughs> like Okay, I knew Jay White was in shape, but not jacked. Yeah. Billy Gunn looks like he could just, like, <laughs> take Jay White and rip each leg and arm off and rearrange him as a Mr. Potato Head. So Billy Gunn's from that old school fucking, like, you know, mentality of, like, how you would need to look as a wrestler back before everyone looked like children. Right. You know, Billy Gunn's, like, he's he's basically the only one that looks like an adult and a fucking pond full of children he's the lifeguard at the fucking community <laughs> pool uh so yeah the big story of the match was caster kept trying to scissor with mjf that a sentence really i didn't bad. think i would say yeah that sounds pretty fucked up right there so mjf refuses to scissor <laughs> finally <laughs> caster proves himself by taking Jay White tries to hit MJF with the big Burberry belt that somehow is not a priority for MJF to get back because he's done nothing short of, if it's convenient, I'll try. Yeah. And so Billy Gunn is berating MJF for not scissoring Caster after Caster takes the belt and actually says the line, you go up there and you fucking scissor him right now. And we got a four-way scissor because you gotta send the people home happy. Whatever, man. That sounds I, like I said. I still don't get the whole scissor thing. I don't. I just don't get it. If I, it, you know what, if it I makes don't people, understand. If it, if it makes people happy, I guess God that's bless. all. That, that's all that matters, I suppose. I was. I'm not. I'm not put on this world to understand fucking everything people do. And you know what? And that's cool. You do, you guys. You do, you fan base. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. So, what I thought was my show of the week anyway, NXT Halloween Havoc Night 2. Like, it wasn't as good as Night 1, but I still thought it was better than everything else we were given. NXT is getting so good again. Right? It's still not to where it was. It's, It's still pretty far away from where it was. But... It is what it is. One of my friends described it, and I think it's so, so well described. It's like a rock slide happened. 
but you can see little holes of light. And yeah. you're like, okay, we can get to where we were. It's going to suck and it's going to take a while, but we can do it. Who's got a fucking spork? Let's get to it. Right? <laughs> Shawn Michaels was like, I have a spork. Triple H gave it to me. Um, Andy Dufresne took 30 years to tunnel through. Okay, Which, so by he... the way, thank God Andy Dufresne was in that particular cell. <laughs> right? Um. So here's something that happened this week that that happened on Raw this week that I was just like, I don't get it. You know, the crowd seemed to be into it, but I thought the match wasn't very good, Mm -hmm. which sucks because I do like both of these guys. Um, I like all four of these guys. DIY. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like, it was not the best effort, I thought, from either team. Yeah. Uh, or at and, least and, not the best showing. Well, after Maybe. watching Ch- Champa and fucking Gargano wanting to murder each other, th- this is like, I just, I don't buy them as a team anymore. I don't know. I don't, sorry. Well, no, they're they're doing it backwards. Like, okay, The reason the MCU worked for the longest was we got each individual person, we got an introduction, we got who they are, why they are, what they are, what they want, all that good stuff. Then we got the team up. With this team, it's different. You can't start off with, we hate each other, and then just, we are friends now. Yeah, and yeah, because that doesn't. There has to be that relate. Like that's WWE does this. They fucking pretend like we don't remember what happened. Exactly. And I don't like that because that that makes all of a they they make us seem like we're stupid and we don't remember. Like because there was no mending of that relationship. It was just automatically, yeah, we're buddies. I don't remember who said it, but some WWE person said wrestling fans don't have a long memory. Like. Yes, they do. Yeah. I've yet to meet the wrestling fan that can't tell you what happened years ago while they were watching. Yeah, I can like I like if if Paul Orndorff was still alive and he showed up on Raw like for some reunion show and he was talking about like I may have been a bad guy at one time. I'm always going to remember when he turned on Hulk Hogan like fucking 40 years ago. Right. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, that's a weird example, but that's the first thing that popped in my head. You know, like, or I can remember, like, someone talks about King Kong Bundy and they're like, oh, yeah, King Kong Bundy, he used to do the five count. Remember that time he squashed that guy at WrestleMania? And I'm going to remember, oh, yeah, special delivery Jones match took eight, took eight seconds at WrestleMania. He fucking squashed him. Like, I remember that. Like, fans remember, like you said, they, we have, like, wrestling fans have the longest fucking memory. Exactly. The children, the little kids don't, because they weren't alive when it happened, so why would they know? But the people who are buying the tickets, they remember. Yeah, like, we all remember the Attitude Era. We all remember the fucking, like, New Generation Era. We all remember that shit. And that's why it was so annoying when Cena did his speech of, I'm afraid you guys are going to stop believing in me. Like, do you just not know where you are, bud? (laughs) Like, this is the one place you can forever go and everyone will lose their shit. Exactly. Uh, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. 
wrestling. <laughs> That's all I can say. It's funny. Like I said, I you know, for it was getting to that point here just a couple few months ago where I was like, I don't know if I wouldn't want to watch wrestling anymore. Because it's fucking terrible. But like it's starting to get better again. And I and actually I'm I'm more inclined now than I have been in the past couple of years to watch. And I'll tell you who did that. The Judgment Day did that. Oh, yeah. And, and the Bloodline did that. So, I mean, there's eight people right there. Maybe a few others. You know, because then you get Sammy and all these other people that are involved in all the storylines to build that up. Is why I'm watching wrestling again. So, I mean, there's other people, factors. There's Drew McIntyre and Sheamus and their matches. There's... Like Charlotte Flair, everyone can talk shit about Charlotte all you want, but that match with Rhea at WrestleMania was one of the best matches I've seen in a long time. It's still, I think it might be possibly the best women's match I've ever seen, at least in North America. Agreed. I 100% agree. 100% agree. You can throw like, you can throw like Sasha Banks in a cage or whatever you want to do. Or whatever, but that match with Rhea and Charlotte was the yeah, I one hundred percent agree. That was the that is the best women's match I've ever seen. And and everyone thinks Jade Cargill is going to be able to come in and do that. Jade Cargill is not going to be able to come in and do that. There's no way. I hope she does. Right, but I don't think it's going to happen. She needs to spend like fucking six months at least in NXT, which I hope she does. I'm hoping she takes the title from Lya Valkyrie. She should. That'd be great. They need to make her a heel. I don't like how they're putting her on this pedestal as like the next big face or whatever. She should be doing these vignettes and being a cocky asshole. I do love that apparently wherever she goes, she's barely dressed. <laughs> okay. Like, like she just gets out of the limo like, well, did you leave the hotel like that? Or... <laughs> uh. So have they have they made any announcements about any matches at Survivor Series yet? No. Um to the my thinking is we have to get through Crown Jewel and then they'll do that. It's not gonna leave them a lot of time to build a fucking pay-per-view, especially one of the big four. No, only about two weeks. Yeah, two and a half, maybe. Like, yeah, it's not gonna that's not a lot of time. Cause it's like, okay, so because they should already be announcing fucking war games. Right. I would assume they would already have done that. So my bet, um, here's here's a here's a bet. Are they going to just stick to one-on-one matches and make one fucking like team warfare match at Survivor Series? And I can see not that. Do the fucking war games match cuz that's going to piss people off. Yeah, I could I could definitely see them doing that. I'm I don't like the idea of War Games going to NXT at this time just because I don't know who would be in it or why. Braun Breaker. Oh, no. I know people who would be in the match. I can't think of people with a united goal at the moment. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Okay. I get you. You could have a mi- a, mis- a mishmash of like like heels who just don't like each other anyway. Right. Put fuck. Here's a team. Here's a team for fucking War Games NXT. And it would be so much fun because the guys don't like each other. One of your teams needs to be fucking Dijak, Baron Corbin, Braun Breaker. Those three alone need to be on a team. Because could you imagine 
those guys trying to fucking function as a team together, that would be fucking comedy gold. Well, that would also give us on the other side Ilya Dragunov and uh, Von Wagner, who I'm not a super big fan of, but in a War Games match, someone that big? Yeah. And and uh, what's his nuts? Um, Carmelo Hayes, who I think they're trying to turn heel, but... I think so. so the... <laughs> The end of NXT was so funny. It wasn't supposed to be, but when you think of the logic, it is. So Dragunov wins. Carmelo is on the mat and Trick Williams comes down. And Carmelo has this look like, oh, shit. And Trick just stares down Carmelo in the middle of the ring. Then the announcers tells us there's a ruckus in the back. So they go to the back and Dragunov has been knocked out by Baron Corbin. Yeah, And Baron Corbin's doing the whole, I told you to respect you, or I told you to respect me. One of those, he used one of those pronouns. <laughs> and, <laughs> and he's yelling over him, and then we just cut. Are Carmelo and Trick still staring at each other? <laughs> like that's, does, it, does it cut back to that? No. It we just, just goes back. Okay. We just end. Which, like, so in NXT world... Did they just go, oh, well, camera's off us. I guess I'll, I'm going to fuck you up later. I'll tell you <laughs> that. When when that camera light comes on, who, you better watch out. Yeah. See, I, but, oh, my God, dude. Could you can you imagine, though, that War Games match with those yes. three motherfuckers on a team together? And then you oh. get Dragunov and you get, um, oh, God, who else would be in that match with Dragunov? It would be Dragunov. It would be... Like I said, Von Wagner, and then it would be... Um, we could put Trick and Carmelo. Trick would be on the heel side while Carmelo is still deciding if he's a face. Yeah, or you could put in, like, you could bring in somebody special, like, for the main roster to do that. You know what I mean? Just to, like, because they need a third. You know, it's like, who do we get? And, like, they make a big fucking, like, ruckus and, like, fucking... Bronson Reed shows up to join their team or something like that. Kind of cool. Sure. I don't know. I don't know if it's Bronson Reed. That's just an example, but it would just be like, you know what I think would be interesting? Hmm. What if Ilya Dragunov got Gunther to come in? Oh, that would be cool. And he could even say, "I'm joining Imperium." Their representation on NXT. That'd be great because. They can point back to their matches and say it's out of pure respect that this is happening. Yeah, it would be it would be uncharacteristic for Gunther as a heel. I think if they present it as the mat is sacred to you and they're making a mockery of it. Okay, fair. I'm I'm trying to think of like. Of course, that does make Gunther out to be kind of a simpleton, but yeah. Um, the the pieces are all there. I'll I'll work this out. <laughs> You know, I would be excited if they, it was like, you know, and oh, here's the other thing that weird that happened and getting away from NXT because I know we're about to wrap up, but yep. getting, getting away from NXT, what do you think about fucking them trying to turn Miz face again? I don't like it. And I don't like it purely because Miz outside of the ring seems like a good dude, like just yeah. a good, solid person. That being said, the mere existence of the Miz is hateable. Yeah. He's married to one of the hottest women on the planet. 
He's achieved <laughs> every accolade you could possibly achieve in wrestling twice. Right. And I'm sorry, all the AEW fans, but he achieved all the major ones that everyone around the world would recognize. Yeah. And he's been employed there for like 20 years. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, everything about that is completely hateable. Yeah, There's I, nothing about that that makes me go, I want to see this guy succeed. And the thing is, is like, and here's the, off the top of my head, because I know it happened, but who the fuck, who jumped him? Who was it that, who was oh, it, it that was, jumped him? It was Gunther. It was during oh, it was, the it was Gunther. TV segment. That's right. That's right. Gunther jumped. So now are they going to try, try to have the Miz go up against Gunther? Talk about a mismatch. Gunther's going to fucking own him. Well, he insulted Giovanni Vinci first, so I'm assuming that's where we're going first. Oh, Giovanni versus is, Miz. Miz has to like work his way to Gunther through like Giovanni they always do. and yeah. Like they always they, like they did with Champa. So I don't know. That's weird. I'm know. picturing what I would do if I had the book is when Braun Breaker is brought up, which has gotta be any month now. I would have Braun Breaker be the one to beat Gunther. Yeah. And I would have Gunther start going for the world championship. Good call. Like, because Braun Breaker, when he first comes up, is not going to be the world champion. He's just not. Like, I wish, I wish they would do that. I just don't think they will because I think those days are done. Like, I think Brock Lesnar was the last new guy they bring in and just skyrocket. Yeah. Everyone else now has to prove themselves over time. Yeah. I don't know. There's lots of cool things they could do. So, I don't know. I'm going to post on Twitter. Be like, hey, Triple H, War Games match. Let's do this. If you're going to do it on NXT, let's do it this way. Right. You know, like, put these three guys together. Because, one, they're all fucking vicious. And, two, it's going to be comedy gold watching them fight with each other. While they're trying to fight this other team of people, you know. But like you just said, there's a lot of cool stuff they could do. And that's why I think wrestling's getting good again. It was so stale for a long time. And and like I said, the I'll have you know, you have to think you call out the elephant in the room, the good elephant in the room, the 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 most common denominator in the success of WWE right now is Rhea Ripley. Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> it's Rhea Ripley and it's fucking Roman Reigns. She was she's on every show now because yeah. they're smart enough to see, hey, when we put Dominic and Rhea out there, fans go ape shit. Yeah. And and you know, like they've just got a they've got a roster full of like they've got Jay Uso like as a as a face now, and they've got like Cody Rhodes and Sammy. Like there's like so like Raw especially Raw's roster is stacked right now. They've got so much good talent. Chad Gable, honestly, if you want to impress me, WWE, you let Chad Gable win the Royal Rumble. Oh, did you see the match, Chad and Otis against Alpha or against the Creed brothers? That was awesome. I it was so good. It was. I so wrote good. on here. It's amazing knowing how good the Creed brothers are. And yet Chad is so much faster, so yeah. much more athletic. His leverage is on point. And you just go, okay, that's the difference between NCAA and the Olympics. Exactly. 
And oh god, that match was so good, dude. And I love watching fucking Chad Gable. You know, it's like it impressed me WWE. Let Chad Gable be an underdog winner of the Royal Rumble. Right. And, and if you want to see someone take a title off of Roman Reigns that'll impress the fuck out of me, do that. Like I I know they're working that to Cody, I hope. But like, because that makes the most sense, like from a hero's journey standpoint. But it's like they did with Rey Mysterio. Like when Rey won the Rumble, no one ever, no one in a million years thought Rey Mysterio was winning that Royal Rumble. Back in what, 2005, 2006? And he yeah, won. Yeah, it was the around Rumble. that time. And I was like, oh shit. Because even my dad, I was watching it with my dad. And my dad's like, they're not going to let Rey Mysterio win this Rumble. And I'm like, yeah, probably not. Because, you know, and all of a sudden Ray fucking rip, pulls Randy Orton over. And I'm like, oh, shit, they're doing this. And then uh, and then they almost fucked it when they were like, oh, Ray gave up his spot. He lost this match. And I was like, oh, and then they made it a triple threat and he went over anyway. But I was just like, that's pretty fucking cool. Right. So it's like no one no one thought Shinsuke Nakamura was going to win the Royal Rumble. Although they took a shit on like that whole thing, yeah, I was uh, I was so happy to see him win, and then everything else happened. Yeah, the rumble and the low blow, and then the heel turn. Although I think Shinsuke's a heel's great move. Like he's a good heel, you know. Like he's a better heel, I think, than he is a face. But the crowd loves him, so it's hard to do that. You especially know, so they theatrical. Gave, especially they have him coming out to the sing along music. Exactly, and like. That apparently in wrestling is how you get over now. You have sing-along music. I'm so glad that he's not, like, Rick Boobs isn't there, like, playing guitar when he comes out. I hated that. That was so dumb. It was just silly. It was like, it's so silly and corny, and no one wants it. And Vince was like, ah, we've got to have this guy here in the singlet play guitar, and then we've got to have him do it, and, and then Shinsuke will come out to it. It'll be great. It'll be good shit. It's like, no, no, Vince. Maybe in like 1986, that would have been good shit, but not right now. Like he oh. took a dump all over Shinsuke. So hey, before we wrap up, we've got our watch along. You want to do that next week? Yeah. Which which watch along are we doing? We are doing Nick Aldis because he just became general manager. So why not? Yeah, sure. Against Cody Rhodes from All In on January of 2018. It's free on Facebook. You just type in Nick Aldis versus Cody Rhodes. Up it pops. Nice. That's cool. And if it's if it's on YouTube, then maybe we can do our watch along like this, and I could take that video and like put it on the watch along and re-upload it. That's <laughs> what I'm thinking. Yep. <laughs> if it works that way, you know, I don't know. YouTube's weird. That I'm I'm okay. Yeah, that'd be great. Nick Aldis versus who? Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes. Nice. And it's for the NWA Championship. Nice. Which, be good. I'll give them this. When they did All In and they brought in people like Nick Aldis and they gave the NWA a platform, yeah. good for them. Yeah, that's awesome. Like, even Layla Hirsch versus Camille at the all-women's pay-per-view for the NWA, mm -hmm. I wish it was a bigger name than Layla Hirsch, but you know what? Good for them. They played ball together. Yeah, fuck it. That's awesome. Because so, really, it's not like the NWA was ever going to eat AEW's lunch. They just weren't. No, no. Uh, all right. So that's what we'll do next week. And tomorrow is the watch along for the. Yeah, see, I was already on top it's... of it. I remembered that shit. Um, 
So, <laughs> um, Troma now tomorrow night 9 p.m. We're going to do the watch along for the new episode of Fantastico Disaster Peace Theater, which just came out yesterday, November 1st. So we're doing the watch along for it tomorrow, Friday, November 3rd, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. And uh, we're going to be joining uh, FFB Movie Night. And we're going to do it's going to be great. We're going to do a Q&A session right after and it'll be fun. It'll be a blast. So everybody join us for that. Troma Now. You can get Troma Now on Roku. You can get it on Apple TV. You can get it on Chromecast, I believe, Fire TV. And uh, it's five. It's five. It's four ninety nine, five dollars a month. Your first month is free. So you can just join in without any risk. And it'll be it'll be a good time. So, yeah, there you go. My spiel. It was a good spiel. <laughs> it was a good spiel. So anyway, for myself, Grigo Fantastico and Jason the Turtleneck Hilton, this has been Headlines, Headlocks, and Hijinks. Yes. So thank you, everybody, for joining us for this uh, like nice shortened episode again. We did pretty good. About two hours again. Yep. Making it easier for people to join along and not like have to waste like four hours of their time listening to our bullshit. So Everybody take it easy. Don't hurt each other. I hope to see you tomorrow night. And uh, that's it for us. We'll talk to you next week when we do our watch along of Cody Rhodes versus Nick Aldis for the NWA world title. And it'll be a blast. Everybody take care and uh, keep it real, homies. <laughs>